This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I'm so thrilled that you've joined us today. Why don't you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, some days I'm fired up because of the topic. Other days I'm fired up because of the guests. Today, I get both, and I'm really excited that you've joined us today. It is a big day. It's the kickoff of Lent season, and for those of you who were raised in traditions that kind of celebrated Lent, you know the meaning of this moment. Hopefully, you got uh, to enjoy Fat Tuesday yesterday and uh, enjoyed a donut or two. But today is a day where we begin to talk about the 40 days leading up to Easter. Now, maybe like me, you weren't raised in Lent season. I wasn't kind of raised in that tradition, but later on discovered the significance of it. Uh, One of the best ways to think about it is kind of like Advent season, where it's the preparation leading up to the celebration of the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, the watershed moment in all of history is uh, what Jesus did on Calvary for you and for me. So throughout this month, we're going to talk about that as we lead up to Easter. But today is also significant because it's Valentine's Day. Now, before I get uh, you tuning out, let me just say Valentine's Day is a great day to celebrate love, love between friends, love between siblings and family members, and also romantic love. And today we're going to talk about all of the above. And I get a chance to introduce my absolute favorite guest in all the world. She is a phenomenal mother, an awesome wife. She's also uh, someone who has been a partner in ministry along with me for over 25 years now. I am talking about the one, the only, Yodi Brooks, my wife, who's with us today. Hey, honey. Woohoo! I feel like I need a cheer squad or something after all that. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. I'm going to try my best to make it through the day. I think most husbands, their goal of the day is just don't get in trouble. (laughs) I just think that's like their number one goal. I don't want to blow it. Don't embarrass the family. (laughs) Don't embarrass the family. That's right. That's right. Well, it's great to have you, and I know you're excited about the guests that we're going to have today, two people that we admire greatly, that we count as friends, and so blessed to have them. I'm talking about the Wilsons, the authors of Vertical Marriage. You guys know them for the work that they do with Family Life Today, the nationally syndicated radio program for Family Life Ministries. I'm talking about Dave and Ann Wilson. They've been married for over 40 years, and that's amazing because Ann is only 35 years old. Uh, They have spent more than 30 years mentoring couples, co-founders, of uh, the Kensington Community Church, a great national multi-site church that we have been blessed to uh, partner with and just uh, receive so much encouragement for. Dave 
at one point was the youngest chaplain in the NFL. He was the chaplain for our Detroit Lions for 33 years. And, man, Dave, you retire, and they go almost to the Super Bowl, bro. (laughs) And Go so ahead, that's... blame me. You can blame me. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll take All the win. That's... Was this the best season ever, Dave? Well, you know, some people don't remember, but in 1991, I was on the sideline. I do remember. We... You remember we beat the Cowboys in the Silverdome. We went to Washington for the NFC Championship game, and we yeah. got killed. Yeah, but this we one was were a little bit different. Spot. This, this one, one was a little like... bit different. I think next year they're going to do it. Yeah, I think so, too. But we won't talk yeah. all about football because Ann <laughs> is with us. Yodi's with us. Hey, Ann. Hey, it's great to be with you, too. We love you both. Yep. We're so glad to have you guys on today. Yodi, it's awesome to hear you on with Chris. <laughs> I see this in your future. <laughs> you know what, Dave? We're just going to let, let Ann and Yodi talk. And, uh, you guys can just yeah, sit on the that. sidelines. We'll get you some popcorn, and Ann and I will take this home. No, because then, then it'll turn to embarrassing moments. So yes, we will absolutely. Not. Totally. It won't happen. All right, here's, here's my question, Dave. Let, let me just ask this question. Why is Valentine's Day important? <laughs> uh, uh, I think because my wife says it is. Because your wife, that is the right answer. That no, is that's the, right... the wrong answer. <laughs> she thinks it's important. Guys, are you listening? If she thinks it's important, whatever it is, Valentine's or a gift or a dinner or the dishes or helping that's with right. the kids, it is important. There Doesn't matter go. what you think. I, you know, but I told honestly, Yodi, go Chris, ahead. Ed. Now, come on. The right answer would be, I just love you so much, and I care yes. about you so much that I just want right. to take this day to reflect that and to show you. Yeah, well, that's hey, what listen, I meant. That's what I really meant. Listen, I told Yodi about three years in the marriage. I don't read minds well, but I do follow orders well. So if you tell me what to do, exactly. but I, I will give the guys some advice that if you fly, find flowers at a discount, don't tell her you found it at a discount. Just yeah, give her exactly. the flowers. Don't say, hey, there was a great sale on flowers today. Just give her the flowers and get the uh, get the love. Question is, if, if they tell us what to do and then we do it, does it count? Absolutely. This is for the wives. Yes, yes. Oh, good. Because right. you're listening. Okay. Listen, that's how you get through school. That's how you get through school. <laughs> the, the, the teacher tells you what to do, and you give it back to them, and you get a good grade. That's what you're All trying right. to do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, listen, you guys just came off a cruise. Ann, tell us about the cruise. Yeah, it's called, it's called the Love Like You Mean It Marriage Cruise, and the entire ship is on there to hear about marriage. And so we were on a seven-day cruise, All the topics were marriage. We have artists, we have comedians, we have entertainment that's great. And then in the evenings, we have talks about marriage on all different topics of marriage and relationships. Yeah, we are exhausted because we spoke six times. (laughs) It was great. But it was awesome. It's a great, great opportunity you guys should come sometime because it's a vacation but it's also with she just pointed at me she just pointed oh, at good. me like we're doing it next year <laughs> that's right it's on the calendar Ooh, i said what they would be we gotta great. do that we gotta do that yeah, yeah absolutely speakers oh, oh maybe oh. maybe that... and tell us what was the most fun thing that happened on that cruise 
<laughs> Go ahead, Ann. Tell them. <laughs> well, we're we're working the whole time, <laughs> but I other will, than that, I mean, that's always great, though. I there's something yeah. about getting to speak with Dave that's pretty incredible. I also had yeah. the chance we had a breakout session just for the women, mm-hmm. and man, I love that because you know why I love it yeah. is because. We're all wanting the best marriages that we can get. We're all seeking God. And so just to have women together to say, this is where I'm struggling. And somebody say, for someone to say, me too, it makes you feel like, oh, I'm not alone. And Jesus is with us. And so that's always one of my favorite times. And it, it was also pretty great because when all the couples got off the ship, one day, Dave and I just stayed on the ship and st- <laughs> sat by the pool. It was pretty phenomenal, too. And just had some people watching, huh? And just realized. Yes. That's awesome. Yep. You're so right about that power of me, too, you know, in the other mm. way, in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it is it is a blessing to be able to have other people who have gone before you or maybe even are in it with you and just to say, hey, I get that. I get that. You're not alone. We often feel so alone, right? I totally agree. Yeah, and I, and I would just add, uh, you know, there were, I think, 4,000 people on the wow. boat. And everywhere we walked, people were telling us life-changed stories. I mean, Jesus really met people mm-hmm. in their yes. pain, in their struggle. There were a lot of couples. I mean, I bet 20 25% of the boat were really hurting when they got on. And so it was a great week of refreshment. And I feel like the Holy Spirit ministered in powerful ways to help people work through their uh some some was trauma yeah yeah just to get our eyes on jesus and not on each other that's a big deal you know i think you guys are known for your transparency i love the book vertical marriage i want to tell everybody to get it i wish i had a plane and i could just kind of airdrop it across america (laughs) to every home in america because one of the things that you guys do really well is uh, talk about, in honest terms, the stuff that all of us have gone through but maybe are too embarrassed to talk about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I appreciate the fact that you don't kind of paint this false picture that everything is rainbow and roses. So, Dave, just talk about it a little bit. When you guys got married, I mean, obviously getting married is phenomenal, but you pretty early discovered, like, this is not going to be easy. <laughs> I'm laughing because we discovered that like on the honeymoon. <laughs> you know, I'd say it's, it's six months, six months in. No, I mean, the honeymoon was pretty good, but there were moments where, you know, Anne's looking at me like, I thought this guy knew what he was doing. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was so naive coming from two alcoholic parents, a divorce yeah. when I was seven years old. My little brother dies the same year. And, you know, we just did a, a marriage message for my son's church and said, you know, we all bring luggage into mm-hmm. marriage. We don't realize we're bringing it. And one of mine was I had never processed that kind of pain. And so, you know, I think we're great. We love Jesus. We love each other. So all that's healed and it's all in the past. And guess what? It is, but it comes with you. And you got to unpack that. And six months into our marriage, we're driving to our first job, which was in ministry to be the chaplain for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And Ann's yelling at me in the car, <laughs> you know, saying, Mary, you was the very worst decision of my life. Wow. I mean, this wow. is six months after our <laughs> wedding day, which. Right. I don't sound very nice, do I? And then Dave, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dave, I'm sure you did it in a loving voice. I'm sure. <laughs> no, you did. I didn't. I didn't, Chris. Uh, I was there, Chris. It was not <laughs> it was loving. Not. And it Dave, was loud. He yelled back at me. You're right. We should get an annulment. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, it seems to me that the Lord has allowed your the pain that you guys have experienced, the pain that you guys have overcome to be such an amazing bomb for so many people as you have as he's brought you through that as he's helped you guys through yeah. all of those challenges mm -hmm. and even now you know that that family that same family that in six months is like let's blow this thing you know is yeah. is walking alongside four thousand people right now on a ship yeah, and just encouraging hope. them like how you know that is such a blessing such a blessing mm -hmm. yeah that gives hope that gives hope what do you guys say to newlyweds like you you, you go back you can remember Obviously, you survived that that uh, that season, and we're going to get more into some of the things you guys lay out in vertical marriage. But when you see young couples or like this cruise you just did, what do you say to them? What's the number one advice you give to them? I mean, my first thought is, hang on, don't quit. Mm. Um, if if I wish I would have known one thing before I got married, is it it will be hard. And like uh, I read, Paul David Tripp said the other day. If you're disappointed in your marriage, it's not because you have a bad marriage. It's because you're married. And it <laughs> mm. sounds sort of funny, but he wasn't trying to be funny. He was trying to say that's part of life and it's part of marriage. And so we get disappointed. We get let down. Every marriage goes through that. And we tend to think I married the wrong person because there's someone else out there that would make me as happy as I thought this person would make me. And our answer is you didn't marry the wrong person. You're looking in the wrong place. You're not going to find your happiness in a spouse. Uh, you're going to find it in Jesus. And when you find it there, you come back to your spouse and now you're a giver, not a taker. And uh, mm. that's what vertical means. It changes the whole equation. So I think that's what I wish we would have known. We discovered that over time, but man, at first we just thought we're disappointed because we're with the wrong person. And we were just, I mean, we knew better. We're in ministry, mm. but we can forget as well. It's like, no, our life, That's our good. soul satisfaction comes from a relationship with Jesus. What advice yeah. would you have to give to newlyweds, Ian? <clears throat> Basically that same thing. And it's normal to go through peaks and valleys of your relationship. I mean, life mm -hmm. is difficult at times. And so we have ebb and flows, which is normal. And I would add that same thing. I thought Dave, I thought our marriage and Dave, were supposed to make me happy and Dave would meet my needs. Mm. He was never made or equipped to meet my needs. That mm. is God's job. That is the part of Jesus. He is my fulfillment. And I can find joy and happiness through our marriage, but the ultimate joy comes from Christ. So good. Listen, I know we just totally obliterated the Hallmark movie and uh, those who kind of feel like, hey, everything's supposed to be this storybook, scripted, moment and everything's supposed to be perfect. Listen, it's not all going to be mountaintop moments, but God's with you even in the valley. We're going to give you some encouragement. Dave and Ann are locked in with us. They're going to stick and stay. We hope you will as well. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do you survive the tough times and what about keeping love alive during the child-rearing years? Talk about that too. Much more next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. 
Christians have been taught that friendships are a luxury, but Rebecca McLaughlin has written a compelling case for why friendships are absolutely central to growing a Christian life. It's called No Greater Love. This book will challenge you to think seriously about the value of genuine friendship and teach you to enjoy the fellowship of friends just as God designed. A copy can be yours today if you support Equip with a gift of any amount. Simply call 888-644-4144 or visit Equip Radio. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So grateful that you've tuned in on the Valentine's Day. Fellas, if you're listening, it's still time to get to Walgreens, go get some flowers, maybe go to a local grocery store, find some chocolates, but don't mess up today, guys. It is Valentine's Day. It's also the beginning of Lent. And I pray that you have a heart to really get excited about Easter as it approaches. It's it's like for us who are Christians, in particular Protestant Christians, we don't have a lot of like holy days that are set apart on our calendar. But when it comes to Easter, when it comes to Christmas, these are our opportunities to really set apart special time for focusing on the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, the coming of Christ into the world, all of those exciting things. And I love to think about this season in two ways, invest and invite, invest and invite. These are opportunities to invest in friendships, relationships, and to invite people to uh, maybe come to church with you, maybe come to church for the first time in a long time. Uh, I think the number is like 75% of uh, people who don't go to church would come if they were invited by a friend. So don't underestimate the power of an invitation. So I encourage you towards that end. All month long, we're going to be talking about love and relationships and trying to help you to think vertically in those relationships and to put Christ in the center of those. And I do uh, want to give you a gift. And one of the gifts that we have for you who support the program throughout this month is a book by my good friend, Rebecca McLaughlin. It's called No Greater Love, A Biblical Vision for Friendship. You know, when we think about uh, love, we often think about romantic love, or maybe we think about the love a parent has for their child. And all of those are talked about in the Bible. But there's only one love that's like commanded that we love one another that uh, Jesus says in uh, John uh, 15 and 13 that we are supposed to love one another in a way that we lay down our lives for one another. No greater love have a man than this and to lay down his life for a friend. That's the love Jesus shows us. And we're supposed to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and being and to love our neighbors, ourselves. And so we want to talk about how do we cultivate friendships? How do we love one another? And it's a gift that we want to give to you. And I think it's a great gift for your children as well, because we got a senior. My wife and I have a high school senior getting ready to go off to college. And one of the things that I want for her is to know the power of friendships, the importance of friendships, and how to cultivate friendships. So this book is a great gift. Want to get it over to you. The phone number to dial is 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. 44, or go to our website, equipradio.org. I am joined in studio today 
by my favorite guest, Yodi Brooks. She's with me, my wife, the one and only. And we also have a couple of friends here with us as well. Yes, we're so blessed to have David Ann Wilson with us, and it has been quite a joy thus far on the show. And so, um, Dave and Ann, I wanted to just ask you about growing spiritually as a couple. Like, talk to us about some of the things that we need to prioritize, because I think as, as Christians, we tend to think that um, because we're Christian and maybe because we happen. go to church or something <laughs> that we're cultivating our spiritual relationship together. But what are one or two things that we really need to um, consider so that we can continually grow as a couple? Uh, great question. You know, one of the things we just spoke about on the Love Like Community Cruise was how to do that. I mean, it's interesting, you know, the divorce rate in the culture is right around 50%, and most people know that. And I don't know, uh, Chris, if you've ever said this from the pulpit, for, but for years I would say the divorce rate in the church is the same. It's 50%. Yeah. And I didn't know that was never true. Shanti Feldhahn <laughs> released a book several years yeah. ago, and she went and talked to Barna, and Barna said, no, it's never been 50% in the church. It's 27%. It's still higher than it should be, but it's a lot less than 50%. Wow. And you may know this, I'm sure you do, but I came across a stat not too long ago that said if a couple prays together regularly, this is a Gallup poll, their divorce rate is 1 in 1,152. Wow. That right there makes you go, what? Mm -hmm. And it didn't even say pray every day together. It just said regularly. So one of the things we talked about in our message on the cruise was if you just made a habit as a couple to say, we're going to pray together, uh, Ann and I do it daily, but you know, if you did it regularly during the week, it's going to impact your marriage in a positive way and it's going to change your legacy. And so we decided years ago, that's something we can do. It's not like 10 or 20 minutes. It's usually mm -hmm. a minute or two a day, but it's just a way to connect together as a couple, yes. but then to connect together with God. But I will say, and you guys probably know this. When you're mad at each other, you do not want to pray together. And you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. and there have been times where we've gone to bed and, you know, Dave, he falls asleep quicker than I do. So he falls asleep. And I remember going through this pattern of thinking, well, wait, you fell asleep and we're supposed to pray. And aren't you supposed to be the spiritual leader? And instead mm -hmm. of just praying myself, I would get resentful. And, and think, well, I guess you're not leading, so I won't pray either. And the question is, who wins? Right. Neither of us wins. It's like yeah. Satan, there's warfare over our marriages, and he hates it when we yeah. when we pray together. So that's been really fun for us. That's good. We're going through the one-year Bible together. Now we can do that mm. um, together. Yeah, you guys can't do that. You got <laughs> you know too many kids running around. <laughs> Well, I guess I can't get upset at Chris about that either, right? I That's right. <laughs> they said this is not the season yet. Yeah. Well, and we don't read it together together, but we can at least we're talking about what we've been reading. Yeah. I've done that. I think I'm on my 18th year of reading through the Bible. She's bragging wow. right now. No, wow. no, it's because no, you guys, great. it's not because I'm, it's not because yeah. I'm bragging. I am desperate. If I am three days yeah. out of the word, my mind and my heart goes right to me. And it yeah. doesn't look outward, yeah. it goes inward. But I will I say, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Chris. Yeah, I was just going to say, I got a question for Dave. And this is something, just being transparent. 
when as a pastor so often it's easier for me to lead a church service lead a, a, a congregation lead a men's bible study and then i come home and I, I will tell you, in particular, and Yodi's like gotten much more gracious with this as we've gone on in marriage. But I know early on in our marriage, it was frustrating for her to see me leading publicly and struggling to lead our family in devotions and spiritually at home. Why is that? And I know everybody's not like a pastor or a leader or whatever, but for guys who are, why is it sometimes easier for us? to lead spiritually publicly than it is to do it at home. Well, Chris, that must just be you. Cause I, <laughs> I lead so strong at home. My wife Last has time never I'm vulnerable said... with you. There we go. <laughs> no, we, just we literally just, <laughs> we literally just told this story on the cruise. I in, was going to share this dude. in our talk about a weekend where I had spoke Spoken five times at church, doing the sermons, did the Lions Chapel, went to the game, stood on the sideline. We got beat by the uh, Packers again. And I came home, and uh, as I was crawling in bed, go ahead, tell them what you said to me that night. This is such bad timing, everybody. (laughs) Dave climbed into bed, and I said, you know, I wish the guy that preached at our church, which is Dave, would live in this house. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a TKO. That's a TKO. <laughs> that was. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I literally, I wish I could say I responded real maturely. I jumped out of the bed, and I looked at her, I, and I, you know, I was so tired. I'm like, what? And she's like, I watched you this morning. You cast vision, and you're preaching with passion, and you come home, and you're just a dud. And I'm like... <laughs> Let me tell you, you got the best man in the whole church living in your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, we're going to finish the story on the other side of this break. If that doesn't make you want to stay through the break, I don't know what will. Hey, check out our website while we're on this quick break. Find out more about vertical marriage, about no perfect parent, David Ann Wilson, and so much more. We'll be right back with more of Equip right after this. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. I hope you've checked out the website. And if you've never purchased a copy of Vertical Marriage, I want you to learn how to order. You can get ordering information by going to equipradio.org, equippedradio.org. Click on the uh, program details and all that you need is right there at your fingertips. Also, happy Valentine's Day to you, you, and you. I hope you're enjoying your day. And know this, that God loves you. And so celebrate that. Celebrate the fact that he loved you so much that he sent his only son and he laid down his life for you so that if you believe in him, you can have eternity with God. What a great deal. And today I pray that you would trust in him and know his grace and his love, his power, his spirit. All of those are available to you today. And if you want to talk more about Jesus Dial this number, 888-NEED-HIM. That's 888-NEED-HIM. We'd love to answer any questions you have about Jesus to pray with you. 
And maybe today can be a great day, not just because of flowers or chocolates, but because you come to Jesus, maybe for the first time, or maybe come back to him again. Now, when we went to break, I got Dave and Ann Wilson with me, got my wonderful wife. When we went to break, Dave was just telling his wife how she was married to the greatest man on the face of the planet, the coolest dude in the church. How did the rest of that story go? Because I, I could only imagine her response was not amen. <laughs> yeah, it did not end uh, real well that night. But here's the thing. The next day, you know, sort of sitting alone in my little home office, I just sort of prayed and I, I literally said, God, were you like speaking to me through Ann? And I felt like he was like, yeah. Amen. And, amen. And what, and what I realized, I'm sure you've re- realized the same thing, is the most important disciples in my life that I'm called to mentor and lead yeah. are my wife and kids. You know, and I, and, you know, I stand up on a stage and I'm leading thousands of people. Most of them are strangers. And that's wonderful. And I, and I understand that's a real key responsibility in my life as a pastor. But it was a moment for me, Chris, where I was like, you know what? I've got to realize yeah. coming home and, and bringing energy into my home is the most important job I've got. And so yeah. I developed a little technique as I was driving home from church work every day. There was this little mailbox on a, on a stop sign near our subdivision. And I would literally in my mind pull down the, the, the door in the mailbox, take my job as a pastor and put it in the mailbox and pull out my job as a husband and a dad oh, and wow. put it on. And so when I drove into my driveway each day and it wasn't easy, but it was like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. You know, last year I would have walked in here and just said, honey, I just need, I just need an hour, you know, and now I need to walk in. Guess what? I need to step mm-hmm. up. I need to be the husband she need, she longs for. I need to be the dad these kids deserve. And it changed my mentality. I'm not saying I did it perfectly, but it's like bring energy to the most important relationship in your life. And that's your marriage and that's your kids. Amen. You know, the thing that's really interesting as I as I'm listening to this, I realize that you guys really were stating how you feel throughout this whole process. You know, mm-hmm. I hear you and saying, this is what I need. <laughs> you know, this is what is a um, what's lacking or what I'm hoping for. And and I realize also that in the same way that this applies in pastors' families, it also applies in leaders' families across the board, right? I mean, you have that yeah. a lot of times where um, a husband or a wife is a leader and in their particular realm, but then at home, you know, this is yeah. the challenge. You know, what are what is some advice that you guys have for, like, surviving, like, the hard times? Because you still, you have these hard challenges, even though we're communicating and all of these things, we're not hearing each other. Like, how did you, how do you survive those moments? But also, even when the major moments come in light of that? Mm, I think that's a really good question. I, I, honestly, our walks with God, to me, are critical. I find, I've said that before, but when I'm not walking with Jesus, when I'm not praying, when I'm not talking to him, and and also, I have like a really good little small group community of women who we're accountable with, yeah. like that's a big part of it too. And yeah. so I really think that as we have those pieces in place, that's helpful. But when our kids were little, 
<laughs> as you guys know, it's exhausting. Yes. And so yes. when the husband, he's working, the wife can be working or, or even staying at home, which is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's really hard to feel, to not feel like I'm doing all the work around here. And, and so I think that's just been something that we have battled with, but also fig- we've realized we needed a date night. Or we love this author that we had on radio with us, Deborah Faleda. She and her yeah. husband, John, they talk about couch time. Dave mm. and I, we always went out on a date. But what would happen, we'd talk about our relationship. And a lot of times we'd, we'd ruin, in, the, ruin the date. Yeah, we'd get in <laughs> arguments. And so what oh, they do yeah. is they have a date night, which is just fun. Let's just have fun. Let's 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 laugh together. Let's go to a movie. Let's talk about our like fun things. But couch time was a time that they used and their kids were young to talk about how are we doing as a, as a married couple, let's confess to each other how we're doing. And so they'd put prayer into that before they had that time. Like Mm. how should I approach my husband if I have an issue instead of being midnight saying, I wish the guy that lived in this house, you know, that kind of thing. You know, really pray through how should I approach this? How can we talk about this so we're not in that anger mode? And then they would talk about the kids and then they would just pray, pray for the week. I thought that was genius. I wish we had done that like as a couch time and separated from our date night. I love that because it almost ties in to like what Dave was saying about just creating that separate space for it you know like with the mailbox you know I you know kind of take one thing off put something on and that couch time is kind of the safe place for all of those things to happen and so then you can be freed up for date night right to be able to enjoy each other and to not put the weight of all of those other things on date night and we've all been guilty of that Um, I know Chris and I have found many, many date nights that we were talking about kids and family and all the other things. Now, what's date night again? Having. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, when it's It's, five kids at home. So this weekend, so we celebrated Valentine's Day this weekend. Saturday. Because we knew it would be kind of crazy throughout the week with school and practices and couple playing basketball and others are running around and I got a senior in high school and all this stuff. And so uh, we went to dinner and we came back, just wanted to watch a movie in our room. So we told our kids, yes. you guys stay out of the room. We're going to watch a movie. So we put a Netflix movie in. I'm telling you, every two minutes, there's some kid running into my room. And I'm just like, I don't I don't understand. I'm rethinking life choices. Like, what in the world is going on here? But here's the thing. You guys gave me an idea. And I think that one of the best uh, Valentine's Day gifts, and I know we joke around about flowers and chocolates and stuff, but one of the things I think will be really cool is if you're listening and you are married, is go to your spouse and just ask them, Give me a, uh, the top five ways I can pray for you or top five things mm. I can be praying for for you. And make a prayer list. Maybe this is the beginning of you trying to connect spiritually because, man, I'm listening to the stats you're giving, Dave, and I'm listening to you, and it does not have to be hard. And I know mm. that we can complicate it, but it can be as simple as praying together and maybe that's where it starts is like, man, I don't know if I can lead a Bible study and all that stuff. And I, there's resources out there. And, man, I hope that we as churches do a better job at equipping 
uh, couples to have greater spiritual intimacy. But just start with just saying, how can I pray for you? I want to just at least be Mm -hmm. your CIO, your chief intercessory officer. If I could do that every day, I think that's a huge, huge win. Um, So I think that's a good um, maybe Valentine's Day gift. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think that is a great idea. In fact, why don't we all just do that today, right? Why don't we, every Valentine's Day, you know, one thing I know that is uh, great about things like Valentine's Day is it's those markers in the year where it reminds you to ask those questions or to have those moments. Um, One of the things that I know is uh, is a blessing to each of us is that we all need cheerleaders. You know, I joked about it earlier, but we do, you know, we need encouragement and, um, and, can you tell us, like, how how uh, how did you go from um, that position of uh, being frustrated or maybe complaining about things to being a cheerleader of mm-hmm. Dave? You know his his personal Detroit Lions cheerleader uh, <laughs> <I like laughs> that. running that section for him. Um, how did that happen? Like, what what happened? What changed in you? And what is some advice you could give us um, for how to continue to cheer on our husbands? Oh, Yodi, I was so bad at that in our early years. Honestly, Dave and I gave a talk to the women at Kensington. They asked me to speak to them about being a wife and a mom. And I said, Dave, you should come too. You know, they always like when the pastor's there. And so basically, Dave says, women, I don't know if you realize this, but basically we grow up with someone cheering for us, a mom, a coach, you know, and I, mm. then I married Anne, and she said, you know, of all the men in the world, I choose you, Dave Wilson. You are the man. And he goes, and then, you know, what happens when we've been married a while? We walk in the door at the end of the day, and this is what happens to me. All I hear is, boo, boo. Wow. <laughs> and oh, wow. I was, oh, wow. I Did was... you invite him back for any other event? <laughs> no. <after that> <laughs> I don't know why I... Picked that said time that to publicly. tell that story. I can't he believe he had never you... said it to me. Yeah, wow. I had never said it to him. It just came out. It was of God, Chris. Yeah, God it gave me the God. God used it. Hey, don't blame that on the Holy Spirit. He just <laughs> exactly. that was totally day. <clears throat> I don't even know how we ended it. All I know is I got in the car and I said, "You think I boo you?" I am helping you. And he, it's so, you know, and I said, everybody sees you. Oh, Dave, you're the pastor. You're amazing. I know everything. And so you need me to point out the truth. And so I, he said, well, Ann, is it working? Is it working? Because I feel like you nitpick, you criticize, you, you have to mm. tweak me to make me better. I said, no, it's not working. So I have to do it more and louder. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a few good yeah. men. You need me on that wall. Mm. You want me exactly. on that wall. You're Jack Nicholson moment. Yeah. So, 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 so but, but how did it get through? And what, what was it that changed mm. in you in that moment? Honestly, I went before God. It's, it's amazing how God speaks to us in this way. I went before God and I asked him, Lord, I was first of all disgruntled. Like, can you believe he said that to me? But then I asked the question, Lord, do I boo? Do I not cheer Dave at all? Mm. And I just had this feeling in my heart and my soul. Like, Anne, just listen to yourself. Start listening to your thoughts. 
You know, I love Romans 12 yeah. too. It says, don't be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I started taking track, keeping track of what I was thinking about Dave. It was always negative. Like he doesn't wow. do this and I have to do everything and he's never home and we're not a priority. And so I realized with, especially with all the brain science we're discovering, I had created a neurological pathway that I always go to the negative. I'm writing a book mm. on this right now, actually. And so wow. I had to then think, I had to listen, like, what am I saying to not only Dave, but to the kids? Yeah. Because honestly, I was always critiquing them. And that's part of our job as parents of training our kids. But I wasn't speaking words of life. And, and we carry the power of life and death in our tongues. And right. so... I started asking God to show me the greatness in Dave. And mm. I, I went through a pattern of saying this to God, Lord, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to ask these questions. When Dave says something and I have a response, I'm going to stop, not say it. And I ask these questions, God, should I say it? I was amazed yes. at how often God said, no, don't say that. And that God, should I say anything? And if I say it, when? And how should I say it? Those right. those questions really helped me. And all I can say on this side is she transformed. She oh. is my biggest cheerleader. Again, didn't happen in a week or day, but over time, I nobody believes in me more than more than Anne. She loves me and affirms me every single day. Man, that's so awesome. You guys are such a blessing. We're gonna take our final break of the day this conversation causes me to think about gary chapman's five love languages another great book those words of affirmation are so important so maybe that's the gift of the day just tell your spouse how awesome they are and how much you appreciate them it's a valentine's day edition of equip don't go anywhere much more to come next up Hey, I wonder if you've been listening to our program for a long time and have never been in touch with us. We'd love to meet you and to thank you for your support. You know, your financial gifts, no matter the size, make a huge difference. Every little bit helps us equip men and women to live and love Jesus in today's rapidly changing culture. Here's the number if you want to financially support Equip, 888-644-4144 or go online to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So fired up to have Dave and Ann Wilson with me and have my favorite guests in the studio with me, Yodi Brooks. We get a chance to hang out a little bit today in between child pickups. We'll try to enjoy some time together. Maybe you are in those child-rearing years, and we just want to encourage you that God can bless even in those years. Real quickly, we got a few minutes left, Dave and Ann, so this is kind of the rapid-fire round of questions. Mm -hmm. But what do you want to say to those who are in the child-rearing years on how to keep love alive during those years that can be tough? Um, I, the first thing I think of is keep your marriage a priority. It's really easy to put your kids and make them your life and priority. And so to somehow ask God to help you to make your marriage a priority. Yeah. And I would add, you know, we really figured out a way to get out each week on a date. I mean, some couples can't do that, Maybe but not every week. whether it's a breakfast, well, okay. She's going to be really honest, but <laughs> pretty regularly yeah. to actually talk And I didn't want to do this on the, on the date, but Anne wanted to talk about the relationship 
And guess what, guys? That's important. Talk about how you two are doing. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Oh, that's awesome. So what advice do you guys have for those who feel like they've blown it? Like, you know, we, we're too far gone. We've messed up too much. I've said too much. You know, I've done too much. What do you say for those who feel like they've blown it? We talk about this quite a bit. I mean, I feel like that all the time. Like I've blown it. I've said things that I shouldn't say. Everybody has that. And um, I really think one of the ways to get your love back, to kind of reignite your marriage, is to go back and say to your spouse, like, this is so hard for me. I feel like I'm more prideful than Dave is. But for me to say, I feel like I haven't been measuring up. I feel like I've been putting the kids in front of you or me now, Mm. grandkids, or work. And I just want you to know I'm really sorry for that. It's incredible how that that melts your spouse's heart. And I know, like, why is that so hard? There's that sinfulness, the arrogance mm-hmm. of my heart that hates to admit that, but it softens. I know, Dave, when I've done that, it softens your heart. Oh, totally. I think when somebody apologizes or even better owns their own sin and mistakes, yeah. yes. something sparks in the other person that draws them to them. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Chris, you preach this. I know I have a uh, revelation too, to the church that had lost their mm-hmm. first love. He said, yeah, repent yeah. and do the things you did at first. And I think right. in marriage and in relationships, we get lazy. It's yeah. like turn, repent. God's the God of second chances and start doing what you used to do. Talk, go on dates, be romantic, yeah. touch her non-sexually, hold her hand. I mean, there's little things that were a part of your relationship in the beginning that you've let let drift. And I know, especially when you have little kids in the house, it's hard to do those things. It's like, yeah, do it, work at that relationship. It, those feelings can come back. Listen, I know that guys, when my feelings were totally gone for Dave. Like I had nothing. I didn't even know if we would make it, but we, I mean, we had to put so much work and I would say too, don't be afraid to get a good counselor. That kind of helps you to hear and see what the other person's saying. But I prayed every day, Lord, we can't do this. We don't know how to do this. We need your help. We submit our lives to you. All of us, we surrender everything. That's amazing. God yeah. hears every one of those prayers. Right. Listen, guys, you you are such a blessing more than what you realize. And the thing about the book, and I just want to end with a plug for Vertical Marriage, because the thing about the book is that you get into so much more than even we were able to scratch the surface of today. and. Everything from, again, how to survive the child-rearing years, how to grow together spiritually, dealing with pornography. If you don't read anything, any other chapter, read the next chapter. That is the best chapter in the book. And I think it's really, really important and powerful. And I just appreciate you guys just being honest, being vulnerable, and for your investment into marriages. And I don't think that it would be appropriate for us to end without reminding people the key to all of this is to look up. That's the point of vertical marriage. You can't do it yourself. You got to look to Jesus. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Ann. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, honey, for joining me today. Thank you. It's always so fun. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you that are out there. I hope this was a blessing to you. Just know that we love you. We're praying for you. Until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.